Hi everyone. My name is Alisha, and I'm all the way from South Africa. Today, I'm doing a podcast about a building back in my home country. And not just any building. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. Oh no, 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 no. This was a hospital. It was a state-of-the-art hospital. It was a thriving hospital. Now why? Why? Did it close? Uh, I need answers. I need answers. I've been looking for answers for years. I don't know. I don't know. Lots of stories. Lots of possibilities. But no one is telling the truth. So, this hospital in South Africa is deep in the heart of Johannesburg. Johannesburg, South Africa. This is the Kempton Park Hospital. Kempton Park Hospital. Now, it officially opened in 1978. Now this hospital was once one of the best medical facilities in my country. And that's why I'm so confused. Why? For unknown reasons, one day a specific day, the day after Christmas in 1996. The people simply walked out, those who could, and the hospital just shut its doors. Isn't it strange? Like, isn't this a strange phenomena? Why on earth? Would a state-of-the-art hospital, a very well-functioning hospital, suddenly close its doors? Information I'm going to give you is related to my home currency. And it's for instance that all the things left behind in the hospital in 1996 were estimated to be worth over 10 million South African rands. And 10 million rand in 1996 was a lot of money. And I don't know what it is in other currencies. I'm sorry, go to Google, type in South African rand versus your currency. I don't know. And also the year. It might have been a lot stronger than it is now. Who knows? I was a baby then. I was a little toddler. A little kid, I don't know. It was a long time ago, guys. 
Now a lot of people spoke about walking down the corridors and finding empty beds, um, operating tables, incubators, filing cabinets full of files and computers and it's just crazy that everything was just left there. Now what was strange is the neighboring hospitals were overcrowded due to the closure of this hospital and did not have enough beds or incubators. Now why on earth why on earth please tell me did they not take what was like borrow you know borrow what they needed because this hospital was empty with all the equipment now the sad thing is this building was just left it's neglected it's falling apart um, it's uh, yeah a place now where homeless people and rebellious teenagers go and also ghost hunters because I mean there are stories this hospital has stories and I'm ho I hope I'm happy but I'm I hope I'm hoping you are interested in hearing about the story oh my gosh okay let's start first off you might wonder why did this hospital close right was it a bomb threat was there a sanitary problem like what 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 so December 1996 the Gauteng department so that's in, in Johannesburg that's the department's name the Department of Health said that mm, they're not closing the hospital but that no new patients will be admitted due to a staff shortage but then the hospital was closed down a few weeks later. Hmm. Hi. <laughs> a lot of people thought that no, there was limited utilization, like not a lot of patients or inappropriate location because it was um, in the residential area of Johannesburg. But I mean, that's just hearsay and making up stories, isn't it? Okay, but on another note, there have been fights over to open, to reopen, to whatever do with Kempton Park. But they've waited for so long that the building is basically falling apart. And now they have to potentially bulldoze the whole thing. And the equipment is definitely outdated, so idiots, a bunch of idiots, that's what I call them, you know? Anyway, here's the biggest idiot of them all. I told you I'm going to tell you a story. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Hmm. Oh, jeez. Sorry, I'm just so impressed. Not in a good way, though. 
Now, during 1982 to 1990, there was a man, Andrei Esterizen, and this man walked into the hospital and he said he was a qualified doctor. Okay, that's nice, but no one questioned him. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Where is his diploma or his bachelor's or master's or doctorate? Where is his degree, his proof? Also, what is his speciality? What did he study? Is he a GP, like a general practitioner? Is he, uh, I don't know, orthopedic surgeon? Like what? But he did tell them. He's a pediatrician. He works with children. This man had a very high IQ and he studied medical books for years and years. And one day he just walked in. He told the man, the pediatrician man, hey, I'm a doctor too, I'm a pediatrician too. And then they began working together. And he even established his own practice. But in reality, this man did not even finish high school. Oh no. In great terms, this man had standard eight on his name. That's it. That's the end of it. And he worked in a hospital with children. My goodness. Okay, so he worked in a hospital. Did he have any experience? No. Did he have any training or skills? No. But I mean, he can learn it while working on the babies, right? Uh huh. Now, during the time period from 1982 to 1990, this man came into contact, worked with 4,500 patients. Most of them were babies. Okay, so, in 1991, a, a woman came forward and and she questioned the abilities of Dr. Esterizen and his work ethics as a pediatrician. Now, investigation was put into place and after many other doctors examined his medical reports and diagnoses, they realized um, something was up. There was some foul play. And then Mrs. June View could um, sue him. And she did sue him on accounts of medical malpractice. While in court, she cried uncontrollably. Um, when she testified that her three-month-old baby boy, Gareth, started foaming at the mouth 
and his lips turned blue before he stopped breathing. Well, Dr. Andre was treating him. Here is the story of poor Gareth Bale. Three months old baby was treated from 4th to 10th September 1988. Gareth was taken to the hospital by his mother when he showed symptoms of the flu. By 12 o'clock, his symptoms was worse and he was partially comatose. The diagnosis was meningitis and he was placed under the care of Dr. Esther Hayden. This poor baby was already in excruciating pain. He had cramps and his left eye was swollen shut. Now on the 7th of September at night, the baby just stopped breathing. One of the nurses administered oxygen to him while she tried to get a hold of Dr. Esterreisen. About 45 minutes later, Dr. Esterreisen pitched up, you know, just, you know, taking his time. But when he walked in, the father grabbed him by the shirt and said, why did you take such a long time to get to the hospital during an emergency? All that Dr. Esterizen told him is that the medication is wrong and then he's going to change the medicine. So, of course, this nimwit of a man put poor Gareth under heavy sedation, which caused the baby to be very sleepy and not drink. So the father begged Dr. Esterizen to move poor baby Gareth to another hospital, but Dr. Esterizen kept saying he had it under control, he's got this, he's got this. On Friday, baby Gareth suffered a fit. Dr. Esterizen said he would call a neurosurgeon from Johannesburg to help treat the baby. The neurosurgeon found the baby who was too heavily sedated. When confronted as to why the baby's health is not increasing, Dr. Andre Esterizen simply said, I don't know what to do anymore. In that moment, well, not specifically that moment, but a few minutes later, baby Gareth was taken to Santon Clinic, but he passed away on the 11th of September 1988. Now, during a court case, Dr. Esterizen admitted that he used erectile suppressatory medicine. <laughs> oh. An overdose of the drug was the reason that the baby died. Another victim was Chantal Chardos. She was a seven month old baby girl. He treated her from 15th to 17th August 1988. Okay, so Mr. Oh, sorry, Dr. Esterizen treated the baby for pneumonia and prescribed 
an overdose of the rectal suppressatory induced. Uh, I checked online, it's like an anti-inflammatory, I don't know. I couldn't get good details, but it says it makes you sleepy. But anyway, she died due to an overdose. I mean, but he admitted to it in court. That, in fact, he did oh, prescribe an overdose amount for her. Benjamin Vessels, an eight-week-old baby. He was treated 25th of August 1988. So, baby Benjamin had respiratory problems, which arose after he underwent surgery for a hernia. So, the baby died. Please tell me, a kid goes in for hernia and comes out with respiratory problems, how? So, Dr. Esterazin admitted that he failed to administer proper intensive care procedures on the baby and it was his negligence that was the cause of baby Benjamin's death. Oh yeah, and we're not stopping there. Okay. Rensha Fender, born 14 April 1988. I hope you guys are ready for this one. So, baby Rensha was diagnosed with meningitis by a doctor in Pretoria, and then he referred to Dr. Esther Rosen at Kempton Park. Now, honestly. If I, oh jeez, I don't know, I don't know what I would do. Oh my goodness, what, what can you do if you don't know this man is a fraud? Anyway, they go to Johannesburg to Kempton Park. He confirmed the diagnosis of the baby and placed her in an oxygen tent. And due to his lack of talent, I mean skills, after struggling to find a vein, he proceeded to make a small incision, a small cut, on poor baby Rensha's chest to insert a drip. So, later, her poor little lungs collapsed. And two days later, Dr. Esterizen diagnosed her with kidney failure and recommended that they transfer her to another Johannesburg hospital. And once there, they discovered that she has brain damage. Yes. She recovered and was released. But numerous times, after that, baby Rensha, or little Rensha, became sick and they took her to Dr. Andrei Esterizen and placed her under his care. And the last time 
she was under his care. Dr. Esther Eisen did exactly the same thing, attached a drip and transferred her to Johannesburg Hospital, where she later passed away on the same day due to acute kidney failure. This man, I don't know what, what is, like, who is the worst monster, you know? Someone that fakes he knows how to do something so important to people. I don't know. Or someone who's a starts a war like Putin. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Now, are you ready for the next one? Jade Walters, born 17 October 1988. So baby Jade was born at Kenton Hospital Kenton Park Hospital, sorry on the 17th of October and four months later she became ill and was treated at the same hospital under no other than Dr. Esther Eisen. Okay, so she was diagnosed with meningitis and underwent a lumbar punch Okay, and then the medicine that was prescribed was changed two days later due to her condition rapidly deteriorating. Like this man, this man. Um, he told the mother that the medication might not be correct. Who does that? It's either right or it's wrong. Or there might be side effects and then you change it, but he doesn't know. And then two days later, there was a brain hemorrhaging. She had a brain hemorrhaging. This poor baby. So what does he do? He gives her two more lumbar punches. And then sends her to a brain scan. And then after that, oh, even more lumbar punches. Like, let's do more. That will help her, right? Yeah. Like, two on her back and one more on her head. So what's that? Like a total of seven now? And then after the final brain scan, Dr. Esther Eisen reported to the family that she suffered severe brain damage. I wonder why. I really, I really wonder why. So then she was in a facility in Kempton Park suffering from cerebral palsy. She might still be there. I don't know. I don't know what happened to this poor girl. But like, jeez. It's intense. I'm sorry. I'm emotional. Like, it's it's so intense that this this person... And I'm, I'm sure... Okay, this happened in South Africa, but it doesn't just happen in South Africa. People pretend to have degrees many of times um but what this person do i honestly i honestly <gasps> Ooh, sorry okay so andre was only arrested on the 15th of march 1991 in his hometown of morningside in durban kwazulu natal 
He then immediately applied for bail, but thankfully it was denied. And on the 5th of June, he also tried to apply for bail, but thankfully it was denied. And when the trial came, he just plead that he's innocent on all the charges. And the charges were quite, quite, um, quite a few. So culpable homicide, medical negligence, assault with the intention of grievous, grievous bodily harm, sodomy, forgery and fraud. Oh yeah, this man. And then a clinical psychologist reported that Dr. Esther Reisen had an IQ of 123 and he is considered mentally gifted because this man, Esther Reisen, failed standard 9, grade 11, like the second last year of high school due to a loss of interest. But then he memorized everything in medical books. And maybe not everything, but I mean, like, he read them like I would read. Mangas. So on the day of his hearing, he wore a grey suit with shiny shoes and a blue pinstripe shirt and a red tie. Underneath his white jersey. So, I mean, he was dressed up. And, um, he looked... A little pale. I wonder why, you know? Why does he look tired and pale? So the judge, Judge Van der Waat, asked um, Dr. Esterizen or Mr. Esterizen whether or not that if he himself thinks he has a chance of being found not guilty due to the pleading innocent on all the charges, whereby Mr. Esterizen paused and thought, and then said with a smile, that is a very difficult question to answer, Your Honor. Like, what, 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 what is this? So, eventually, Dr. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Andrei was found guilty on two charges of fraud, three of assault, more than ten of capable homicide, and was sentenced to 18, 18, just 18, years of effective imprisonment for a total of a 25-year-old, a 25-year sentence, just 18 years. I would lock this man away for life. I would lock him up that he never sees the sun again. So, this is the end of this podcast, but there is a part two of the Kempton Park Hospital to get to the next part of the story of (laughs) why is it haunted? (laughs) Yes. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this this part of it. Some of the history of this crazy hospital. No, this good hospital that experienced crazy people and crazy circumstances. And then I'll see you guys in my next podcast. Have a nice day.
and thank you for tuning in and stay safe please don't do anything stupid please don't be like andre esterizen bye bye